Welcome to Insights into the Faith with Bishop Mark Seitz of the Diocese of El Paso. Join us as we discuss Bishop Seitz's thoughts and teachings into our faith and the life of our church in El Paso. And now, welcome, Bishop Mark. Muy buenos dias. Good morning. Welcome to Insights into the Faith. With me, as always, I have our Bishop, Sixth Ordinary of the Diocese of El Paso, Bishop Mark Seitz. Good morning, Bishop Mark. Good morning, estamos. I felt like I had to give you the most proper of titles this morning. You did. <clears throat> but uh, Bishop Mark, before we get started, antes de que empezamos, vamos a orar, sí. Como no. En el nombre del Padre, del Hijo y del Espíritu Santo. Amén. Oh, Señor, gracias por este día, para esta nueva oportunidad a servirte. Gracias por el sol, por uh, su presencia en nuestra vida. You're the rays of the sun warming this earth. Remind us of your love warming our lives and leading us to renew our hope, even in the midst of whatever trials and difficulties we face. Uh, we entrust ourselves to you and, and ask you to continue to give us your blessing um, you hold us in, in life and in being at every moment and you have a good plan for our life. And so we, we know that with you, we, uh, oh, life is good. And we ask you to please guide us in this time we have together. Let your spirit continue to enlighten us and lead us toward your kingdom. Te lo pedimos todo por Cristo, nuestro Señor. Amén. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Bishop Mark. And I would be uh, absolutely remiss if I didn't go ahead and wish you a happy belated birthday on your show this morning. Uh -huh. uh, Monday was your was your twenty fifth birthday. Yes. Yeah, yeah, twenty fifth plus a few. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I, don't worry, Fernie, about being a couple days late. Celebro todo el mes. <laughs> <You know, laughs> that's that sounds good, Bishop Mark. We we will uh, continue to bring you cakes uh, throughout the week. Oh, I that's okay. Think, I don't think you will. I don't think you will complain about uh, receiving uh, cakes. Me well, gusta, pero tengo bastantes ahora. Estoy buscando. Uh, um, cosas más uh, saludables ahora. Oh, excellent. So <laughs> the salads will be coming, the birthday salads will be coming shortly. Considerando mi también. Andale. Bueno. Well, Bishop Mark, uh, happy birthday. I I'm very happy that the Lord has blessed you with long life and health and uh, to our benefit, uh, a los beneficios de la diócesis del Paso. Gracias. Happy birthday. So, Bishop Mark, you've been busy on your birthday week. Uh, yesterday, you uh, celebrated a 40th anniversary uh, for one of our parishes. Uh, yeah. Cristo Rey. Ha, I mean, uh, Corpus Christi. I'm sorry. Corpus Christi. Corpus careful. Corpus Christi. Careful. No, no, no. Down the road, Corpus Christi. Uh, how, was the, how was the celebration last night, uh, Bishop Mark? Tuvimos una buena celebración. Es una comunidad muy animada, con mucha gente compromisada. Es siempre un gusto estar con ellos y 
uh, a ver cómo está viviendo esta fe en unión con sus párroco, padre Ralph, y sus diáconos, el diácono Carlos y Juan. Uh, es una buena comunidad. Y es bueno marcar estos eventos que show us how God has been at work through, through the years. Uh, I guess at 40 years, Corpus Christi would be one of the uh, younger parishes in our diocese. Right. Uh, but they show us how the people of the Church of El Paso have taken their faith so seriously. And uh, when they realized that there really wasn't a church for their barrio, for their area, they took it in hand and got to work and uh, communicated with priests and eventually the bishop and uh, and got it going. Now there's a beautiful church there. Uh, it's it's a nice community. Excellent, Bishop Mark. And uh, like you said, it, it's one of our, our younger parishes at 40 years. That's right. We also, on this occasion, they dedicated a new ambon. Oh, um, yes. A new ambo there at the parish. Every time I visited there, I guess I've said something about it. <laughs> uh, the, what they had was very small and uh, right. you know, it just didn't seem to convey the dignity of the Word of God. You know, the ambo. It is a counterpart to the altar, the, the altar, the table uh, uh, where, where the body and blood of Christ become present. His sacrifice is offered. It's the central place in the church. But right next to it uh, in importance is also the uh, place from which the word of God is proclaimed. It's like the table also from which the word of God is fed to the people of God who gather there. And uh, so it, it's a very important holy place. And uh, now they have a beautiful ambo that matches the other pieces in the sanctuary. Uh, es un buen lugar para donde podemos anunciar la palabra de Dios. Excellent. And uh, I got a chance to see it. Um, Father Ralph did send me a picture of of the ambo, and it's it's beautiful. It it matches uh, the color, and 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 uh, it just seems a lot a lot nicer and a lot bigger. I know that was a that was a of concern is that it was, was this little skinny ambo, but almost like a music stand or something. Yeah, okay. yeah, right. Pero gracias a Dios. Uh, they got a new ambo. Now, was there a special prayer said over the ambo? You know, this is where you have to excuse my ignorance as to uh, what I know that there's dedications to altars, but is there a dedication to an ambo or a blessing of an ambo? There is indeed. There's a beautiful blessing where the word of God is brought up at the time of the reading and uh, the there are some special words about the proclamation of the word from that place and then after the prayer of the faithful we did a, a did a blessing excellent excellent so uh i i do need to uh bring attention to those of us uh those of you that are watching us on facebook uh raul diaz happy belated birthday 
Bishop with uh, some birthday cakes there. And uh, Virginia Rodriguez Carrillo says, Corpus Christi is where Deacon Alfonso will celebrate his first Mass. It's going to be uh -huh. awesome. I can't wait. Uh -huh. So that she kind of lets the cat out of the bag. Uh, we're we're ordaining uh, a priest and a deacon later this month. Yes, that's right. Yeah, really looking forward to that. Deacon Alfonso. Who? Uh, Sanchez. Sanchez. No. 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 Well, his name escapes me. Um, yeah, I can almost see it in my. But sorry, Alfonso. I just call him Alfonso. Uh, but, um, and also we're ordaining Lloyd Divina, Divina Gracia as a deacon. Excellent. So that's later in the, in the month. Uh, we, we will uh, talk a little bit more at length, uh, as we get closer to those dates. Uh, but we will be ordaining uh, a deacon and a priest. Uh, only a couple of weeks away, really. Only a couple of weeks away. Yes, sir. Uh, Bishop Mark, I do want to change gears a little bit. Uh, to, you know, what, what's pressing on people's minds, la pandemia de este uh, virus, eh, coronavirus. Um, señor Obispo, ¿podría iluminarnos sobre lo, sus pensamientos uh, moviendo en este tiempo uh, de, de la pandemia que uh, desgraciadamente ahorita está estimada a infectar más gentes uh, con este uh, um, uh, Omicron variant. Sí. Before we get into that, I, I would just like to uh, say that uh, Deacon Alfonso's last name is Coronado. Coronado. Coronado, tip of my tongue. But okay, so moving on to, uh, to the Omicron. Um, Yes, it certainly has us concerned. Whatever variant it might be, it's a big concern for us here. And it, it seems clear that we have more active cases of COVID in our uh, community than we ever have had before. Tenemos más uh, casos activos de COVID aquí que cualquier tiempo antes. Y necesitamos uh, notar que uh, cualquier número oficial que tenemos no es el número de los casos, porque muchos no están participando en los pr las pruebas uh, oficiales. Right. Están usando sus, las pruebas de la casa o están decidiendo que, bueno, tengo COVID o, uh, uh, o no están uh, uh, conscientes que tiene COVID y, y entonces no, uh, no podemos reportar estos números, pero es muy grande el número y lastimosamente el número de los eh, hospitalizados es muy grande también más que la capacidad de, de los hospitales. La capacidad está limitada por los enfermos, enfer enfermeras, uh, uh, enfermeros, uh, los médicos y todos para cuidar para ellos. Y ese número está uh, uh, 
es una limitación más grande que los cuartos en, en los hospitales. ¿eh? Entonces estoy muy preocupado uh, para, para todos ellos uh, y, y también para los más vulnerables en nuestra comunidad. Uh, es un tiempo de gran riesgo para ellos que tienen otros problemas con su salud. So just a couple of things that uh, we wanted to, to, to mention, Bishop Mark, is um, the, the quality of masks, I think, is now becoming a real, uh, a, a real concern. Uh, if you can get your hands on an N95 or a KN95, Bishop, I know you have one. Uh, you can find them on Amazon. Uh, but generally, you know, those cloth masks now, uh, as far as I'm reading, it, it is one of those things that they're really uh, discouraging people from using. But, but more the, uh, the and, and I can kind of give you an example, more these, the, um, the surgical masks or, or, you know, something a little bit bigger, like KM95s. I know there's one version, uh, the South, uh, South Korean version, the F995, something like that. Uh, but you can find those on, on Amazon. Uh, I just ordered some for, for my daughter. But Bishop Mark, is there anything else you'd like to add in regards to that? I know for now, we're not talking about uh, adding any more restrictions, if you will. Uh, for church gatherings, but, but what is your thinking? Well, I mean, to respond on the masks, first of all, one of the reasons that's becoming more of an issue is that the Omicron variant is more contagious. And so we need a little better protection. We need to be more careful. Um, you know, a lot of people are saying, well, everybody's going to get this anyway. Why even worry about it? Uh, well, we worry about it because the more people that have it, Uh, the more likelihood there is that people are going to get sick and are going to die, going to die. <laughs> you know, even if it's not as uh, deadly a, a form of the virus as we've seen before. Uh, there are a lot of people because of their vulnerability are still going to get very sick with this, with this virus. And we're just, going to be better off as a community if we protect ourselves and the the fewer of us have it the fewer people will catch it um, with this new omicron variant uh, it whereas before a person who got sick might give it to one other person the person who gets sick now gives it to three or four other persons right that's that's the difference and uh Who wants to get sick anyway? You know, um, it, it, it's, it's not a fait accompli, you know, that we're automatically going to get it. But if we're not, you know, if we're not careful, then yeah, pretty sure, sure thing. Uh, the other thing they're saying is, oh, we're going to come to herd immunity. Um, not that simple, not that simple. And we're learning more all the time. But um, there are some diseases that you get at once and then you're pretty well protected. Your body has protection. There are others that you get at once and they keep changing. So you, uh, you don't really come to a point 
where you can just say, oh, I've had it and I'm immune. There are people who are catching this virus the second and third time. So that's not a solution for us. However, what continues to be a tremendous help is the, um, is the vaccine. Right. So uh, there were some fascinating studies that, that came out with, uh, just uh, the other day. And it shows that uh, despite the fact that you can still get the virus if you have the vaccine, you don't get as, e- as easily and you don't get as sick. 17 times more people who are unvaccinated are likely to be hospitalized than those who have the vaccine. The, right. the probability is 17 times higher and, and 20 times more people, unvaccinated people uh, are, are likely to die with the virus. But the, there's the chance of, of dying with the virus is 20 times greater if you have not had the vaccine. Now, that's not even close, you know, to, to being equivalent. This vaccine is still the best protection that we, that we have from a, a serious illness with the disease. Our hospitals are filled with unvaccinated people. Um, the, it's like hold, holding around 80% uh, and uh, unvaccinated, even though they're the smaller percent of the population. So uh, once again, you know, we, we can only urge people and urge children to be vaccinated too. Now, now from five years and up, uh, people can, uh, uh, children can be vaccinated and it's been proven to be quite safe. Uh, but uh, the risk to the kids that are unvaccinated is high. Uh, children's hospitals are also filling up with sick, very sick children from this virus. It's not just uh, a normal bug. You know, it's, it's, got, it's risky. The majority of kids that get it will not be very sick, true. But I don't know if we want to roll the dice on that. Right. And then also, you know, as, as a father of young children, one of the things that we as parents, my wife and I as parents concern ourselves about are uh, effects of long COVID that we have really no idea because there isn't enough time uh, as to no. how it affects people. Sí. No, no, hemos experimentado los resultados para los que han tenido el virus um, en un largo tiempo. También estamos aprendiendo que para muchos hay efectos que continúan. Y entonces, bueno, no debemos vivir en miedo. Uh, nuestra fe nos da la confianza que el Señor va a cuidar para nosotros. Pero el, di- el Señor nos ha dado inteligencia para, y, y la responsabilidad a cuidar para nuestra vida lo mejor que podemos. No necesitamos tener miedo, pero ne- debemos hacer las cosas prácticas que, que podemos hacer para cuidar para nuestra vida y la vida de otros. 
Bishop Mark, there is a question uh, on um, Facebook, actually a couple of things. Uh, JC Carvajal, first of all, uh, wishes you a happy belated birthday, Bishop Seitz. He yeah. also asks, why are masks no longer required when attending church considering the current rise? Wow, and, where have you been, sir? Yes, sir. Uh, we, we put do. out an announcement uh, right. last month uh, saying that uh, once again, we were asking that everyone who uh, comes on to an event at the church, including mass, be wearing a mask. And I had a letter read from the pulpit. Um, I hope your pastor did that, that said that very clearly, um, that uh, masks are to be worn by everyone in church, vaccinated or unvaccinated at this time because of the, the transmissibility of this virus. Social distancing should be practiced and, and so on. Um, those who are, we also said that those who have um, other health conditions that make them more vulnerable to the virus uh, for this time should once again uh, stay home. And, right. and sorry to say that, but uh, our care for your health is, uh, it, it has to be uh, leading us here. And uh, so for a time, it's going to be better that, that those who might get seriously ill because of their age, because of other infirmities, should stay home. So another comment that I, we received on Facebook is Virginia Rodriguez Carrillo says, my five-year-old granddaughter is in remission, has come down with COVID. Fortunately, she is vaccinated, so her symptoms are mild. And that is absolutely what I'm hearing um, from various people that have come down uh, with COVID, especially if they're vaccinated and boosted. Uh, I had a friend that was vaccinated and boosted. She did get COVID. Uh, her symptoms lasted two days. Um, and she said it was, it felt like just a cold. It didn't feel, you know, like anything very badly. So, uh, but really, I, I think the protection is for the vulnerable among us, right, Bishop Mark? Right. right. For the children among, uh, uh, for the children in our community, uh, we, we've learned how important it is that they be able to be in school. Right. And um, the vaccine, along with the other measures such as masks, makes it possible for them to do it with relative safety. So, uh, and we think the benefit of being, of the children being in school is greater than the risk for those who are protected. So uh, we highly encourage uh, our children to be vaccinated. And we've been offering some uh, vaccine clinics in our schools. So trying to make it as easy as possible uh, our parishes as well. Excellent, Bishop Mark. And of course, you can always call your local CVS or your local Walgreens. I know Walmart is, is also giving vaccines. It's as easy as picking up the phone and, and, and calling. Uh, yeah. Nice well, El Paso also. You don't even really need an appointment at a lot of places. Right. So. Right. so. So just check it out. Yes, absolutely. So Bishop Mark, uh, shifting gears a little bit to some joy. Um, gracias a Dios. El viernes vamos a celebrar una celebración de una misa muy particular en que 21 uh, candidatos para el diaconado van a anunciar su candid uh, their candidacy. I don't know how to say it in Spanish. 
uh, Mass on Friday at the cathedral. Right. Uh, what does this mean? Well, it's really uh, saying that, the, that they've expressed a willingness after prayer and discernment. Uh, these men who have come forward uh, after our call and, and uh, they have expressed after that prayer and discernment that they believe that God may be calling them to serve as permanent deacons. And the church is saying, we recognize in you, uh, at an early stage anyway, the gifts necessary to be to serve as a deacon in the church. And so from here on, you are a candidate, an official candidate for the diaconate, and we're going to work with you and train you and continue our discernment as you will, uh, uh, hoping that one day, down, five years or so down the road, uh, we'll be able to lay hands upon you and uh, ordain you as a permanent deacon for the Church of El Paso. So that mass uh, will be televised, will be streamed, not televised, streamed on uh, Facebook, uh, 6.30 at the cathedral on Friday, this coming mm -hmm. Friday. A las seis y media, ese viernes, estamos muy orgulloso que podemos celebrar este evento en la vida de uh, ese, esos 21, 21 uh, de Muchas de las parroquias alrededor de la diócesis que han venido para um, discernir si el Señor les ha, les ha uh, llamado ellos a, a estar, servir como diáconos. So, Bishop Mark, finally, um, you and I had a conversation the other day about uh, we just finished the uh, Christmas season, and right as we finish, we go into the second Sunday in Ordinary Time, but we, you and I had a little discussion about uh, why it was that the second Sunday uh, in Ordinary Time happens, uh, and that's because we started the first week in Ordinary Time with the Feast of the Baptism of the Lord last week. Uh, this coming week, we will be, we're, so we're in the first week of Ordinary Time now, moving into the second week on Sunday. But uh, we, have, uh, we have some very interesting readings this weekend, yes? Si, senor, si, senor. So the baptism of the Lord is technically the last day of the Christmas season, right. but it is a day of transition into this new season of ordinary time, which is really underrated. And maybe it, it has uh, a name that isn't so helpful, you know, tiempo ordinario. No significa un tiempo común o no importante, uh, pero significa un tiempo en que caminamos con Cristo en, en su, sus años de ministerio, después de su bautismo hasta su uh, uh, pasión, muerte y, y resurrección. Uh, Sus enseñanzas, su ejemplo, todo lo que pasó en estos años tan importantes. So, uh, we, we have begun this time uh, this week, and uh, Sunday we'll be marking the second Sunday in this longest season of the church year. It has 34 Sundays. Um, it'll be interrupted by Lent, Easter, uh, and um, uh, 
and so on and until the advent of next year. So uh, this Sunday, we have a little, uh, an opportunity to kind of look forward and look back uh, because we're going to hear the beautiful uh, passage from John about the wedding feast at Cana in which uh, Jesus turns water into wine. It was considered from the early centuries of the church part of the Christmas season in a certain way because it is another manifestation. It's the first formal sign of Jesus and who he is. You know, only God can take one thing and make it into something different, you know, water to wine in this case. Um, and so it's a revelation uh, of who he is in kind of a quiet way. And it's such an informative passage because it tells us a lot about Mary's relationship with him. He, he listens to her. <laughs> yes. you know? and, um, and, he, and he acts in such a way that even something as relatively simple as providing what's needed for the feast is something that God cares about and, and will help us with. There's so much more to it. We don't have time, but but go to Mass and you'll learn. Yes, sir. So finally, one final comment on uh, Facebook is from Raul Diaz. Uh, Bishop, I think we as Catholics set the standards for COVID vaccinations, but we need to do a better job in getting the word across and getting more people vaccinated, targeting more youth, maybe going around providing more literature in Spanish and English in high crowded areas as malls and theaters and shopping centers throughout the community. And we are very much working uh, on that. Yes, Bishop Mark. Sí, estamos trabajando, pero no es fácil en medio de las otras responsabilidades que tenemos también. Pero estamos trabajando con el condado, con la ciudad, uh, para um, poner la información en frente de, de la gente. Uh -huh. eh, es una... Uh, eh, no es fácil eh, en ese tiempo, pero espero que hemos estado un, una, un parte de la respuesta de nuestra comunidad. Excelente, Bishop Mark. Bueno, uh, as always, we come to the end of our time, al fin de nuestro tiempo, pero como siempre, le, le quiero pedir su, su bendición uh, so, sobre nosotros. El Señor esté con ustedes y con su espíritu. Y la bendición de Dios Padre, Hijo, Espíritu Santo, descienda sobre ustedes y permanezca para siempre. Amén. Thank you very much for joining us, Bishop Mark, and always uh, to the people that are on Facebook and those of us that listen to us later uh, on the podcast. Uh, we are always live on Facebook at 10 a.m. on Wednesdays, but you can also join us uh, via uh, any podcast wherever you can find them, Spotify, uh, Apple Music, uh, and the like. But Bishop Mark, we'll see you next week. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for being with us. God bless you all. God bless you. Bye-bye. Insights into the Faith is a production of the Office of Communications of the Catholic Diocese of El Paso. Our executive producer is the Most Reverend Bishop Mark J. Seitz, Bishop of the Catholic Diocese of El Paso. This podcast was produced and directed by Fernie Ceniceros, Director of Communications for the Diocese of El Paso. Special thanks to Christopher Velasquez, Senior Communications Specialist. 
please feel free to hit the subscribe button and leave us a comment. You can ask Bishop Seitz a question for this show by emailing communications at elpasodiocese.org. That's communications at elpasodiocese.org. You can also follow on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram with the handle at El Paso Diocese. May God bless you all, and we'll see you again next week.